And now I push the button and we start, Isabel. I've been teaching Isabel how to use Boss Jock Studio for the last couple of weeks. She's getting the hang of it. Recording the Isabits, recording our Jonathan files. So that's good. Hey, here comes Maddie. Just like last week. It's interesting how we all have army jackets on. Oh. Mine is not an army jacket uh, at all. It isn't? No. Looks like, looks like one. It's the right say. It's like all of drab color. Yeah, but Just because it's... you're using an East German surplus like mine is. No, it's not. It's a regular jacket. It's just uh, this color. Mm -hmm. That's all it is. Okay. But Maddie's, and Maddie's also wearing... Inspired. Inspired by... By war and destruction. <laughs> Isn't most of the world, really, when you come right down to it? You know, really, when you think... That's actually... What a good question... To start the podcast off, right? Huh? Mm -hmm. Huh? Is most our most advances in technology because of war? Let's think of things Not that because of war, no. Are accelerated because of war? Yeah. Be better well, it's used by the war machine. I don't need your war machine. I don't need your ghetto scene, that woman. Get away from me, American woman. Mama set me free. It's all of Churchill's fault. Don't, don't, don't ever say anything bad about Mr. Winston Churchill. All he wants to do is find them guns. <laughs> I like Churchill. He saved Western civilization. Okay, so he also thought it was a yeah. good idea for Britain to colonize the, the run India. And I'm pretty sure he called he most of them. saved Western civilization so we could, like, totally destroy it. Yeah, I'd rather hit that than, I don't know, Hitler. Hitler. Be Hitler. Yeah, I win the fight because I mentioned Hitler. <laughs> Hello! <coughs> I like Churchill. And Again. his... And his... And Hitler his and his, his... Top ten idiots. Oh, like the Nuremberg guys. Yeah. Yeah. It's a fun group. Yeah, I've been watching so many Hitler shows. <laughs> You're getting like me, you'll watch anything with a swastika on it. Okay, there's Gehring. Gehring was a bad guy. Goebel? Goebbels? Yeah. Goebbels? He wasn't, um, he never was trying at Nuremberg, he killed himself. Chicken oh, shit. Oh, right, yeah. It's a chicken shit. What was the, the one that was, um, imagining things? Rudolf Hess. Hess, right. And we're not really sure if he was imagining things. It seems like he might have been faking it, too. And what was the name again of Dr. Death? Joseph Mengele. Angel of Death, yep. It, wasn't there another one that they never caught? They never caught Mengele. That's the show, show I'm watching. I, I watched... Uh, they never caught Mengele. people trying to catch the last Nazis. I don't think Mengele was caught, but let's look that up. I'm pretty sure he wasn't. There's like, uh, well, some of the generals in that, like Yodel, uh, Von Ribbentrop. No, he wasn't a general. Von Ribbentrop was the uh, foreign minister. Yeah. Now, some of them were more guilty than others. Joseph Mengele. 
Yeah, he. I don't think. I don't think they caught Mengele. Martin Borman. They didn't get either. I mean, he was a hell of a guy. Anyway, um, yeah, you've been watching a lot of that. Yeah. A little, little, little. Oh yeah, yes. No, that's stuff we should know. That's stuff people should know. And see Winston Churchill, and Franklin Roosevelt, and Stalin, our total, our our fun totalitarian. An argument can be made that on, there was a level at which Stalin was worse than Hitler. But Stalin just killed his opponents. Hitler went after groups of people because of who they were. Stalin killed people who he thought were his opponents, is a better way to put it, because he was kind of paranoid, so he'd end up going after anybody. Right? I think as much as we can blame these people, we can also blame social psychology, right? Well, yeah, sure. Because everybody just goes along. Well, yeah, I mean, people become concentration camp guards, they become gulag uh, guards. Totally, yeah. Well, it's not even that. People conform. yeah. People conform, right, Maddie? Yeah. They just do it. Yeah. It's what they do. It's what the people do. They just go, nah, well, you know, it's, it seems this is, this is what everybody's doing, is putting Jews in cabs and killing them. I guess that's a thing, and they just do it. You know. Milgram Prison. Yeah. Or Zimbardo Prison, Milgram. Uh, it's, yeah. It's an experiment. The Ash Line experiment. Too. It was only a, It wasn't like all people. No. People said, I can't do this. Yeah, 60-odd percent said yeah. they would. 65, 66, something like that. It's still a pretty... It's a lot more than you might think. Yeah. Apparently, when Milgram started, he thought he would get, like, 2 or 3%. Yeah. And I he like, got 60-odd percent. I like the line one, too. That's a good one. The Ash Line one's good because people know... The difference between some of the other ones is people know that the line's not the longest one. But they just say it. They just say it is because else. it's like, eh, whatever, it's somebody saying fuck. <laughs> it's so obviously not the right yeah. answer, too. That's right. But some people will stick to it and be like, what are you guys talking about? Yeah, that's right. What are you people, idiots? I'm a line expert. (laughs) SR Convergence Center. All right, thank you so much. Okay, we'll see you in the future. Anytime. Yeah, always do. All right. And she's back at the lab, which is not as big as the building she'll be working in next year. Yeah, I'm about the same size. Yeah. The same size. So, I mean, think about it. Think about airplanes like uh, jet planes. World War II starts out with biplanes, horse-drawn cavalry. World War II ends up with jet fighters, guided missiles, rudimentary computers. There were fire control computers on U.S. Navy ships at the end of the war. You know, so. A lot of times, and sur- like surgical techniques, like American Civil War really moved to uh, medicine very quickly. Suddenly, guys are living. Holy, holy, it's, it's a convention it's a, of dogs. Convention of giant dogs, yeah. 
good. Holy Christmas. Ah! So uh, last week, when 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 we departed, we we, we parted ways at the uh, what's his name the. Uh, grocery store. Mm-hmm. You said you wanted to get a bike rack. And I said, yeah, fine, go get a bike rack. <laughs> Something to that effect. And you had a bike rack, which looked like it was pretty good. And I tried to put it together, and there were yeah, parts missing. Yeah, it was, it was shitty. It was like, the parts were like, the parts were shitty barbecue. And parts were literally missing. Like, there were supposed to be uh, 16 washers. Now there were 10. Uh. <laughs> there were supposed to be 8 lock nuts. No, not eight. Ten lock nuts. There were six. Yeah, and, and the box had never been opened. No, no, no. And it's funny because I read online. I read a review of that very one, and the, a guy said I had to go to uh, Canadian Tire and pick up extra hardware. See, that's why I wouldn't do it. That's why it's like return it. Um, mm-hmm. And that's the guy that said. Then I put my eighteen hundred dollar bike on it, and it flew off on the four hundred one. Nice. <laughs> So. Yeah, well, the only thing that uh, Rob said at uh, Belarusian is that um, to be careful to, when, if you go into garages. Oh, sure, of course. you got a bike on top of your car. Yeah, so it's quite higher. Yeah. <clears throat> and you don't think about that. Of course, you're not used to thinking about it. But yeah, so you went and got better or went and ordered better bike racks at Belarusian, which is yeah. the place where we got the tandem and stuff. And uh, you're getting them today while I grocery shop, you will be getting the bike racks. Yeah, no, I'm getting two bike rack racks. Well, yeah. We don't have two bicycles, two oh, single ones. We will get another bike. But eventually, sometime this summer, yeah, we'll yeah. get another bike. Get another bike. I, I was looking at the kind of bike I want, like a lady bike. A lady bike. I saw one for 450 at uh, Algoma Bicycle. Yeah, yeah. That's too much. You can also you can see them at Canadian Tire for two ten one sixty. Yeah, but I don't want to go back to Canadian Tire to buy stuff like that. It's never good quality. Well, my, I'll tell you, my Canadian Tire bike, as shitty as it is, has lasted eleven years. Yeah. Including being left outside one whole winter. <laughs> yeah. And it still runs fine. Yeah, it's not a great bike. You know. No. No, but it's still good. It works. Enough. Does does yeah. job. Does job. Um, we could get your other one fixed. All I need is a front wheel, I think. Well, I think I'll take a look at that this weekend. Or soon, anyway. Well, that's the thing. Now that I have the bike racks, I can bring your your old bike. I don't think it has to be brought anywhere. Fixed. I need a front wheel. That's all it is. I even have a... Well, I, I even have a tire. No, but I, I could get the Rob dude to look at it. That's... Like he's he's the mm-hmm. he's the Yoda of uh, of bike biking. Well, it may be that, like I said, breed. I'm pretty sure all it needs is a front wheel because the front wheel got warped somehow. I, I can't remember how that happened, but it did. Um, in all the moves we had, it's probably all it is. It was in the flood and the flood should not have done anything to it. That was and it was cleaned after the flood. If you remember, that guy oh, took the bikes yeah. away and cleaned it up. Yeah. They took it to a bicycle shop and got it cut it clean. So, mm-hmm. um, but I haven't ridden it. I haven't ridden the that thing bike. Is in that bike is years. so good because it's the main frame of it. It's light. And oh no, that's a that's a good road bike. Yeah, yeah, it's a or touring bike. Yeah, it's a. It was a very expensive bicycle when I got it. In, 
1986. It's an old bike. Mm-hmm. But um, it'll go though. It really goes. So we could do that. Maybe. Yeah, I have to take a look at it. Like I said, I think I need a front wheel. I think that like you can't unwarp a front wheel. Well, instead of keep saying I have to take a look at it. Okay, I'll do it now. Drive, go back home. We'll go do it right now. <laughs> for years. Why don't I do that? Okay, I'll do it right now. Let's just go home. <laughs> Screw the grocery shopping. I'll go right home and I'll look at the bike. And then I'll say, no. you know what? It needs a front wheel. <laughs> no. Hey, I'll look at it this afternoon. After we take John to soccer, I will look at no, the bike. People I really are seeing exactly how we are. Well, yeah. This that's, is wonderful. This is, this is, this <laughs> this is the kind is of... like a right example. Well, yeah. This is how people are. <laughs> this is how people are. This is how people interact. And it's not like people go, well, of course, honey, that would be great. And then unicorns will <laughs> jump around on fucking rainbows and eat lollipops or some shit. I don't know. Um, but yeah, totally. I'll look at it this afternoon. Because I think, I think it's probably fine, but I'm not... An expert like this guy. Um, yeah, this guy is the expert. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm You're saying. The expert in bird memory. Yeah, it's fucking and right. He's... I am. <laughs> in this town, anyway. <laughs> as, as Anthony and Bob always say, "Some hummingbirds or something." <laughs> but um, no, no, I'll, I'll, I will look at it this afternoon because I really like that bike. Um, I mean, I did I liked that bike 12 years ago. Last time I rode it, more than that. Last time I rode it, we lived here. I used to ride it every day to work. Mm-hmm. Right? We'll have to take a look at it, though. But yeah, I got that that bike when my bike was stolen when I was in... And I, I'm sure I know it was stolen, by the way. I never could prove it, but I'm certain it was stolen. Um, when I was an undergrad, my second year. And uh, Dad went to the... The insurance covered it, and they got me. And I don't know how I got this really expensive bike because my other bike was a good bike, but not a really good bike. Now again, this is a twenty-year-old bike kind of thing, so it's a twenty. It's almost thirty. Uh, so it may just also be that it's just shitty. <laughs> like it's, but it's. I've got I think that they would like. That's the other thing. They would know. Well, of course. That it's a good bike. Well, it, over there. I think it was a good bike. It was an expensive bike. I know that much. It was it was like $800 30 years ago. That or almost 30 years ago. But it's also almost 30 years old. But I had it all the way through undergrad or part of the way through undergrad. All you know, the grad thing school. is uh, maybe you don't want those um, like bars that that go round like this anymore. Yeah, yeah. It, it looks like it's old. Yeah. Like like the straight mountain bike handle. Well, it's not a mountain bike, so yeah. you know, I'm not. Well, I'm, I, it took a while to get used to riding with the straight handlebars, and now I'm used to it. So, but anyway, you don't really use your bike other than like you use the tandem with to Jonathan. Yeah, yeah, totally. yeah, to school. And we go, and then once the summer starts, we go for rides too. You know? So, so for rides, you. Pr- Prefer um, the um, tandem. To a point. I'd also like to teach John how to actually ride a damn bike. I don't care that he's 14. I don't care that he's got autism. He should learn how to ride a bike himself. 
I mean, yeah. I like the tandem, and I think I'll always want to do that because it's fun and you can really go. And now that he's just again one more one more year older, he actually tries, and he's not so frightened. We get going thirty five or forty kilometers an hour. Um, he doesn't yell. We're at maximum speed. Slow down anymore. Um, you know. But uh, no, I would like to, uh, like I said, get back uh, just to teach him how to ride a bike. But that that would be good to do at the campground. Maybe because yeah. we have the time there, and and it's all nice and flat, and you can just do tours. There is a there is a part where it's flat, like and paved. That's right on the way in. I am going grocery shopping. You are going to get bicycle racks. Mm-hmm. And um, I will play some music and uh, we will see you after I go get bicycle groceries or whatever the fuck. Oh, it just seems this will never change. It's the same shit as yesterday. Whoa. Whoa.
Okay, we're back. So on to the other store. Yeah. And you got the uh, bicycle racks attached. Oh yeah. Right on. And they're awesome. <coughs> they're really, really good. Good. So it's um it's going to be useful. They're tight on there. Well, good. You want them flying and around. Well installed, and there was a piece that they were worried wasn't working well, but it turns out it's fine now. Oh, good. Okay. So I'll show you which one. It's possible that it might give you some, a little bit of a hard know, time. Just have to show me how to do it. That's all. It's really easy. Uh, release clamps yeah. and knobs. Do you take the front wheels off and you put them on there? No. No, they're, they're not that kind. They right? slide in okay. into the rails. Okay. And you can attach the main frame if you want first. Okay. There's like a bar that with a clamp on it that uh -huh. comes up. Uh -huh. But most most when it's when it's free it's down. Yes. So when you put your bike on, mm -hmm. you can release that middle clamper thingy. Oh, okay. And then you strap the wheels with this uh, thing, grooved okay. tongue. Okay. Sort of like a belt. Yeah. That's got a ratchet on it. Okay. And it's very solid. Everything's covered in uh, some kind of good plastic it's not cheap plastic right it's good oh, good you can tell yeah. and it's uh it's a solid and then in the for the winter you take them off yeah okay and they're how do, what do they put on with like, is it just the only thing they... that i could see you being upset with is uh screwing the knobs at the bottom yeah. because you have to line them up and hold hold them and then light them up yeah, yeah. and you're holding on to the side of the car because you're kind of balancing so sometimes <laughs> sounds fun <laughs> if you can if you can uh, do it uh, maybe uh, with uh, a special crate or special box that would be easy mm -hmm. all we need is a solid mm -hmm. Base to stand on. Base. Or yeah, yeah. Okay. I have a little yeah, yeah. three-step. We'll figure all that out. That you could use. We'll figure all that out. Don't worry. Uh, for now, yeah. but um, I would need to find you some kind of useful little, you know, steady stool, mm -hmm. and then mm -hmm. you can do it. I could do it. We'll figure it out. It's it's the it's just like it's a knob like this that you you screw okay. in at the bottom. Yeah, yeah. So. So what you install, you don't even need a. That's all you need. So you don't need tools to install it. No. Oh, that's great. Everything is. I gotta have to go buy a ratchet. Easy. Ratchet set or something. No. Good. Okay. Well, that's great. It's done well. And you took, you showed, you took, yeah, you sent me a picture of a, a bikes. Is that what that was? It was hard to tell. Uh, he, it was there. Joel, the guy that installed them working on it. Oh, from, I couldn't see. In the window. I couldn't see. Okay. Yeah.
I thought you were saying Jan, Jan the guy who sold me the um, Tandem Tandem He's the owner now Okay Andre Riopet sold it to him Okay So <clears throat> um, They have One, two, three, four Four staff working right now Really? Plus Jan And two of the Two of them were like working on bicycles uh, with a cool, really cool workshop area, mm-hmm. all nice. Um, and the woman there, working there, she was really sweet. She offered me coffee. And uh, yeah, they're just pretty solid people there. Right. They know their stuff. Oh, sure. And um, they write notes in a, in a, a spir- spiral notebook, you know, with, covered in grease. And they write stuff down, the names, the phone numbers, <laughs> you know, with the pen. And they, found, they find you in there. And it's beautiful, hmm. you know. Uh, that's, that's awesome because it's a mixture of... New technology and old, good old technology of right. offering a coffee and and saying, calling you by your first name and you know, seeing you as a human being. Sure, it's amazing that this town so, can support two bicycle shops. Actually, three uh, because there's Algoma bicycle. That's right. And. All the um, Walmart, uh, Canadian Tire, all these. Well, that doesn't surprise me because sell bi- cheap bicycles. But they sell bikes mostly for kids. But these these places all sell bikes that are higher end bikes, and it surprises me that a city this size, just like when we talked about home improvement stores a couple episodes ago, that a city this size can support three bicycle shops. And you don't think of this. This isn't Amsterdam. No. This isn't even Montreal. You don't yeah. think of this as Bicycle Central. No. Yeah, this isn't like it was when we lived in Toronto where there were bike shops everywhere, but half the damn city rode bikes and there were bike paths and it was a good cycling city. Yeah, now, now they have bike paths, but it's yeah. slowly coming. There's a few. It's a little bit uh, dangerous to ride your bicycle, apparently. Well, if you, because a lot of people also don't know how to ride bicycles. They ride on, like, against the flow of traffic. They don't signal. You know, you don't, you're supposed to ride on the right side of the road, not the left, etc. Anyway, I'll be right back. I can't remember. It doesn't matter. What were we just talking about? I can't remember. Oh, yeah, bike stores. I just think it's weird that this town has this many bike shops, and it's it's not like I said it's not a it's a bad bike town, and it's par- it's partially a bad bike town because people don't expect bikes, and when they're driving around in their stupid fucking uh, uh, what do you call them pickup trucks, they don't care. Um, on the other hand, a lot of cyclists in this town are horrible. I think I might be the only person in this town that signals his turns. Yeah. Um, uh, though I do know, I know there's one other. I do it too. Tanya Castellani's husband does. Because <laughs> she told me, because he got he got hit by a car riding his bike, and he was signaling and everything, and like he always does apparently, and on the right side of the road falls the rules just like I mean I try to do. Um, but a lot of people in this town don't. 
and they ride on sidewalks, and they ride on the left side of the road instead of the right. Uh, they yeah, don't because it's safer. No, the thing is, it's not safer to be going. You, you see people that actually are into biking, like you know, people that have good bikes, people that are you know out there really training kind of thing. They're different. They're of course doing it properly, but the average person on a bicycle in this town. You know, and I think people have taught their kids right on the left side of the road. It's like, no, no, that's not what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so the whole the whole culture of this city has no, there's no bicycling culture really yet. Like there was when I was in graduate school in Toronto. You know, um, people rode their bikes. It was just a thing. Though during the transit strike, what year was that? 89, 90? That transit strike, and we went and bought you a bike because you had no way to get to work. Mm. And uh, then I took my bike into the uh, university, and I remember everybody in town wasn't riding, like take, driving their car. And of course, Toronto's a big transit. Like the neat thing about the TTC is actually regular people use it. Mm-hmm. It isn't just for students and poor people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember seeing these guys, like you know guys going down to Bay Street to be investment bankers or whatever. <laughs> They're on their kids' like seat, bike with a banana seat mm-hmm. and, and like the hockey cards <laughs> in the, in the uh, spokes and the big uh, sort of chopper style uh, handlebars. There's one guy in front and it was clear he hadn't been on a bike in about 25 years. He was kind of wobbly. He's trying to hold on to his briefcase because <laughs> he couldn't get a cab either because everybody's calling cabs. You know, um, he wasn't signaling his turns. But most oh, people... Holy butt crack, Batman. What? No, you just saw oh, it. Went by yeah, somebody with a bad butt crack was... action? <laughs> yeah? Yeah. That was funny. Was it a guy or a woman? Guy. Guy, yeah. Was he bending over to do some gardening or something? And, like, his butt crack was halfway... Oh, I shouldn't say... Talk about things like that. Why not? It's mean. Yeah, it's mean. You think he listens? Maybe he's a fan. But now we lost a listener. Of all the 191 people that ever subscribed. Anyway. <laughs> it's pretty funny. This is the kind of stuff that, that, that people like Scarborough Dude and, and MMD, they want to hear this. This is the kind of <laughs> this is the kind of jokes they want to hear. They want to hear back, butt crack jokes. They don't want to hear me ramble on about bicycling in Toronto in the early 90s. <laughs> I can't do that. No. Okay. No. Anyway. Um, so, that's done. Yeah, that's good. It's done. I'm glad because I w- really wanted to uh, us to get, start having our bikes at um, camping. So. Yeah. No, it's, 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 it's fine. Sure. Yeah. Oh, there's the store there. Take up a lot of space that store. Like it's it's the I get I would say that Belarusian is probably the most. Um, it's a beautiful store. It's a nice store. It's it's, it's sort of the most high end of all the bike shops. I guess I've never been in Algoma bicycle. Yeah, I haven't either. Um, I've been in Duke Windsor. It it looks packed and it looks just as nice as Belarusian in a way. So you know, I think the the owners are young young people, young couple, because I remember Kim and Lisa, people I taught French to, telling me about it. I was saying I wanted to get back to biking. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but every time I'm kind of delaying. Every summer I delay buying a bicycle just because I wanted John to be taken care of first. But now that I want to use the summer to lose weight, well, I have to get back into that. Okay. And, um, yeah. I'm never going to be a serious biker. How do you know? Maybe you'll end up going to the Olympics. Or... I don't have the constitution with the body go for this the or the genetics. Old Olympics. <laughs> The genetics for that. I have a good heart. Uh, it, it's, it, um, every time I start working out again, um, it, it's difficult, but my heart is always there to, to help me. Yep. So, I, like, I can feel that it levels off and it, good. The, the oxygen. Yeah. Works well. Mm-hmm. So, well, I mean, heart my, my mother had heart problems. That's right. Yeah. But I think and my dad did too. So I think we're a little more careful about things. I think we're than our parents were. But I mean, I think that's pretty standard for most people. The next generation is more careful than the generation before about health things. Yeah, I don't know. Um, you can be like super healthy and doing everything right and. Like Tom's brother, he was telling me that his brother was a letter carrier. He was 59, something like that, okay. 61. Know, what like what did he die of? He had a massive heart attack. Jesus, yeah. He went upstairs and said, call, call the ambulance, is something wrong? A friend was visiting, and she's a nurse. Yeah. Oh, I shouldn't talk about that. Okay. Well, that's okay. But, I mean, he went and he had a heart attack. I don't know. He had a heart attack. I don't know if I can talk about it. Okay. Anyway. Um, but he was in good shape. If he was a letter carrier, they tend to walk miles and miles away. Nobody a day. knows why. That happens. I that's mean, the thing. Yeah. You know? It was like bang. Yeah. And he was like everything top shape. Mm-hmm. And shitting. even the corner have heart attacks you know I mean my my grade 9 science teacher Mr. Spicer we came in one day and it was like we were told he died he was 31 years old he had a massive brain hemorrhage and just died while playing pickup hockey with his buddies he, he got, apparently went back to the bench like they were you know it was like rec league hockey sat down said I don't feel well collapsed and he was dead like, he just had a, a great big stroke. And he was 31 years old and a guy that was playing, you know, semi-competitive hockey. So it wasn't like he was in lousy shape, but he was 31. It does happen. You know, you remember, oh, a woman lived next door to was Kathy in Toronto? London? Sorry? Yeah. Remember her brother had a heart attack and he was like 34? Oh, no. Something like that? I don't remember that. So, I mean, it does happen. It's, you know, every day is a gift, is about. Yeah, that's just kind of strange that... Oh, Christ, yeah. It's very strange. No one's arguing the strangeness of it. It's like you always want to... We live in, in a world where 
we know so much about we we have mapped the whole genome and <laughs> yeah. you know there are still things that we can't explain oh yeah and you know it's not a matter of <clears throat> so it's like your mind just keeps trying to figure out what could it be like is it, is it an infection well, and that's, we're problem solvers, and we also want to know when there's something happens, we want to know so it doesn't happen to us, right? It's a practical reason. But, you know... Well, that's, it's not only that, it's, it's, because, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to die, maybe that's a mean thing to say, but I, that would be fine, all of a sudden, boom. Well, that's bang, the way to go. Bang, no, no, that's goodbye, that would be bang, the way to bang. go. That's the way to go. No pain, no long, drawn out. Yeah. Dying in a hospital for people, years. A lot of people say that. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty common I mean, thing. People say with that. With saying goodbye ten times. Yeah. With your family. Yeah. Which is, I mean, we take the time that our loved ones give us. Yeah. When they do that, when they go on the long run. They battle for us. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I suit you're saying. They love us and they are staying for us. Yeah. But I mean, what's what's the use in like? Let's say that tomorrow, I, same thing happened to me. What would the use be in finding out what did it? Well, because you know, you could maybe prevent some sure. other for part. you or the rest of the family. Yeah, that's but, true. But. I'm gone. So finding out yeah. why Dave had a heart attack at 49, and I'm not, I'm perfectly healthy, um, is not, it doesn't solve anything. It's like, oh, well, that was shitty. But it's, I guess it's, you know. um, it's <laughs> the coming to terms with everything. It's yeah. I don't know, I think it's part of telling the whole story. And it's not just thinking about you, it's yeah, I understand. thinking about what I don't know it's part of the story somehow yeah. no, no that's right your death yeah that's what I'm saying it's like telling the finishing the story telling the story I mean I see it and I mean it's it's something that it's it's like a legend yeah no 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 that's right because I mean I remember when, when dad was sick and was like I wonder why he got brain cancer it's like well you know he did because I remember people saying that and I remember saying to somebody and I don't know who it was it's like well if we found out, would that make him not sick anymore? Who cares? No, you know. But but I also I also see the other side of it. I'm just more. I don't know. That's sort of my view. No, I know. I. You know. I but just. I, I'm in the minority. It's. <laughs> as usual. It's like. I, I it's this me. form of love and respect for the person that yeah. Oh, I think that's part of it, yeah. Trying to understand yeah. what happened. Totally. So yeah. and for the person who tells the story, I guess it's yes. a way to yes. look at the markers in the story, I guess you compare with Sure. 
see. happened to your father, your mother, your sure. brother, your sister. But yes. All this is just basically. It's picking me up. Oh, my. Don't be sad. Don't be sad. We're all here and we're going to be here for a long time. Maybe we should take a break on the podcast. Yeah. Okay. Poor you. Well, let's see. Let's think of a good song for that. Uh, how about... Uh, we'll go with that one.
touch the yellow, Isabel. Oh, Levi, Thank you. 
body. Slow down a little bit, hun. Good job, guys.
Well, we're back, and finally, that's the. This will be the last segment from today. Just came back from John Soccer. We would people would have heard a little snippet of what John Soccer practice sounded like. If you ever wondered what a soccer practice with twenty autistic kids sounds like, it sounds just like that. It's just like any other soccer practice. But uh, what was? Did you have fun today, John? Yeah. Yeah. It was good. You're playing goalie again, eh? At least he tried to this week. He tried to stop the ball. You like to help. You like to help out with the little kids, eh, John? I noticed that. You don't seem to try to stop the ball as hard with the little kids either, right? That's that's, that's cool. That's cool. They're learning about sportsmanship. That's right. Exactly. It's different if you're playing a you know you play into a competitive game, but this is you know it's different. Oh man, has it ever warmed up today? Whoa, look at all the black shit coming out of that bus. Um, that was gross. Mm-hmm. That was a lot of black smoke. Holy jumping. Is it supposed to do that? Yeah. Okay, I didn't know that. Well, I'm usually for in the, the bus. ones, I guess, who are. Running a hydrogen or whatever? Hydrogen yeah. or. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. So anyway, uh, hell, I wanted to ask you something. I can't for the life of me what it was, so it obviously wasn't very important. Anyway, uh, yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. I just wanted to... The, the final, uh, you saw most of it, the final Letterman show. Yeah. Did, did you have any thoughts about it? Of how 
it can be goofy because it has to be sort of goofy. Yeah. And um, there's a quality to it that is everyday people. Everyday people would understand this because that's like things with Velcro, things with crashing things, smashing things. Everybody loves to go to the dump and throw things in the dump. Um, You know, like these things, like bicycles and cars and I don't know, like, and um, his interviewing skills got better. I think he was, at first, I think he was very nervous and sort of, at times, um, his nerves would translate into being a little bit arrogant, I guess, at times. Totally, yeah. I found that. Sure. So he would be a bit cutting. There was a time when he was cutting. Yes. Like... You know, and that was his thing, to be a little bit edgy, a little bit cutting. Especially of of celebrities that were celebrities because they were celebrities. Yeah, but then... Not regular people, ever. No, not not like the guys with the dogs, I guess, but... Or not if, like, some guy came on and his, uh, he had won a, a bird calling competition. He's not going to make of fun of that guy. Not. No. no. But he'll make fun of Shirley MacLaine and a drop of a hat. Oh, yeah. 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 It's true that people maybe who thought that they were all that. But still, I think at one point, like with Madonna, Madonna was being like a bitch with him and he didn't go there at all. Like if somebody really pushed him to the line, he just kind of backed up and and was meek and okay, okay, and uncomfortable. Yeah, well, he was always He started, like, he started being like, oh, okay, so, well, what would you talk about? Like, not make a joke, a stupid joke back, you know? Right. Um, or, like look at the crowd and say well that's enough of that then or something like that mm-hmm. he didn't use the crowd he didn't use his producers as security blankets or... so I think his uh, whole you know his whole career not just David Letterman the stand up comedian but the interviewer the the, the friend the, the co-worker, um, all these, the father, mm-hmm. all these facets of him got developed, and um, he constantly downgraded himself. Oh yeah. Uh, I think that's another aspect of him that was endearing when people do that professors do that everybody loves the professor that makes fun of himself or herself however when I do it I don't think <laughs> I don't know if my students people think you're like serious? me better but it works for men I wouldn't say it works for yeah. women well, the single best predictor of having good teacher readings is being a man so nah. that's just the way it so, is so um I just and then when he had this thing 
uh, with the person who wanted to extort money from him, he uh, went on on his show and said, well, I did something really bad. No, that was really Can something. Can you imagine yeah. doing that, you know? Uh, the team that he must have had to, to make him feel like we've all done shit, you know, like don't worry, just just come out and say it and we'll all everybody will love you still, don't worry you know, like well, he must have thing. had must have had like and his wife, you well, know his wife obviously was a saint because yeah. she put up with that because publicly admitting that you cheated on your wife on national television well yeah yeah. Well, he had a lot of people that he had a stalker for a while <laughs> I remember that, yeah So, um, then I saw him on, um, on uh, Comedians Drive, uh, getting coffee. Comedians and Cars Comedians, getting coffee. Yeah. yeah. And he looked so old there and tired without all his team, without his makeup, without oh, everything. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. He, he felt like a tired old guy, and, and but on his show, he looked fantastic. Yeah. So... Must have, you know, it was time for him to stop if he wanted to yeah. finish having a life with his son. You know, his son's 11 years old and he's 67. Yeah. I mean, you know, it takes realistically, a lot out of you, he may not see lifestyle. his son's 20th birthday. So it'd be nice to be able to spend some quality time with his son before he's dead. I mean, I know it's sad, but. And he's got enough energy, I think, to. Uh, to do a few more other things like he might you know that he's probably gonna write uh, you know what you name it the world is his oyster he can decide any to do anything and it will be fine maybe he will fund other communities I don't know what he'll do yeah. but um, he's he, he he's a good guy you know like he's I always get that feeling eh, that he actually is a good person. Yeah. yeah, he's a good regular guy. He's like a neighbor or a colleague or, you know, that makes fun all the time. He's, there, there, there are many people you can recognize in him because he's, he's just... Like that, like yep. of course he's super smart, but it's never been about that with him. He's not cerebral. He's, no, he's no. just regular, you know. <laughs> like, yes. Regular and quirky. No doubt about that. Yeah. 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 So it's fun that he got to develop his own sense of humor and his own style. And Because so many people tried to have a talk show and it didn't work. Oh, totally, yeah. So he must have had like a good understanding of other things that go along with. It's not. It's not enough to have the the stars and the, the Hollywood. You need more. You need a good band, a good production value, uh, good producers that will not piss people off. You know. <laughs> writers for good jokes, like being listening at what's happening in the world. And sure. So, like, Stephen Colbert is gonna... I find Stephen Colbert really funny. Yeah, but I've never seen him not be the Stephen Colbert character. Well, not... I'm not sure to say that. 
I've, it, you don't see very much of him not being a Stephen Colbert character, so it's going to be interesting to see how he does. Yeah. But I think it'll be good. He's I talented. He, I think it's going to work out when I've seen him, like, at the end of his show. There was a little bit of the Letterman uh, uh, formula of the show. So I think it's, it's going to work out. It, it will be different. It will be Colbert has to be Stephen Colbert. Yeah. He cannot be Letterman. There's only one Letterman. That's right. Even if you tried, you know, you can take a hint from it, but sure. it's it's not... It's his spirit, definitely. No, you can take inspiration or whatever, yeah. 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 No, I, I was surprised at how... Uh, Emotional I was about it Watching the final episode Like I cried a couple of times It was sad Because I mean Since I was Since I was 15 I've been watching David Letterman shows Yeah And and I see I see the connection Between you and him Like I, I see I see that I see the same Sort of Regular guy uh, You make similar jokes Like we've we've watched that show a lot together. Sure. We've laughed a lot with him. Um, I stopped watching it, you know, because no reason. Well, no, your things changed as time goes by, you know. As time goes by. So yeah. And maybe he wants to hand on a high because he's probably always been afraid of being stale, and you know. Yeah, well, I think there's. Yeah, I think there that's might true. be a lot of other shows right now, like Camel and Fallon and O'Brien and. And then there's the, 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 the Seth Meyers has late night now. He's John old show. Stewart. John Stewart's quit too. Oh. He's also retired. And then there's a new guy doing the Late Late Show who's an English guy. The old guy was a Scottish guy. This guy's an English guy. I don't know why... And, and of course, it's also produced by Worldwide Pants. I guess Letterman has a thing for people from the British Isles. I don't know. Well, he's probably got a thing for funny people. Yeah. Who well, you didn't like... Lo- funny. Yeah, you, I know. You didn't like Greg Ferguson. I don't know, I got a, an instant dislike and then I couldn't go back. <laughs> Every time I saw him, it was like, you're annoying me right now. So it's sort of the way you feel about me then. <laughs> See, that was a David Letterman joke right there. Thank you. <laughs> All right. But yeah, I was surprised that it, like, it really did. Uh, it really did affect uh, affect me, and I was I was really that, that, that final montage thing when Foo Fighters were playing. I was really moved, like it was because I remembered almost everything they showed there. Yeah. In and it was 575 different pictures. Somebody has actually taken Jason Reese up in his brain. Jason has taken found somebody had taken all the pictures from like captured them. And put them into one album on Facebook. Yeah? Yeah. Um, and there's everything in there from um, Crispin Glover trying to kick Dave in the head. <laughs> to, to R.E.M. playing uh, South Central Rain for the first time that song had been played in public. Because they wrote it that afternoon. 
from their first appearance on television mm. uh, to uh, U2 playing to uh, Pearl Jam. Um, who else? Well, big, big, long pause on Warren Zevon, who was Dave's favorite musician. Who else did they show? Sammy Davis Jr. Like, it was just great. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Carson, when he came on late night and brought his own desk. That's hilarious. Yeah. He said he, w- he was really wasn't able to talk without bringing a desk anywhere, so he brought his own portable desk. Oh, I wish I could be as cool as that guy in that truck, because that's great. So yeah, it was it was really something to see. Um, anyway, uh, you know, let's maybe we should wrap this up. Covered many topics today, and uh, John, if people want to find you on the internet, where can they find you? I'm from back at Twitter. Yeah, and then Isabel's at maybe Petit Pois, and I'm at Deep Broadback, of course. You can also find me at the Marshall McLuhan Variety Hour, where we this week talked about David Letterman for almost the whole show. Um, it was pretty good. So uh, we'll uh, see you, uh, you know, in the uh, not in the past so much as in the future. Thank you.